Welcome to What This Is Snack Bite. This is a snack bite from episode 3 where we talk about unconscious bias. Remember you can watch the whole episode on our YouTube channel What This Is or listen to the full episode here on Spotify Podcast. Please remember to subscribe and enjoy the talk. And I want to talk to the audience about what unconscious bias is because you know I, I deliver these talks to organizations on it particularly. And I always like to tell the story, tell, tell, I talk about Freud because it's Freud where the unconscious, he first talked about the unconscious, right? And he talks about there are, and I'm going to paraphrase and I'm going to put some other information in there from my learnings and stuff, but, and the way I look at it. So the unconscious is where all these memories are stored and I say they are stored and you don't have the key to open them and unlock them. So this is powerful stuff, right? So I'll imagine you're you're 35 years old. You got 35 years of experiences. There's no way we can hold hold on to all of this information. It's just impossible. We'd be we'd like combust or something, right? So it's all these memories, all those memories that you can't remember when you were little. And I can't remember when I was little. And then your parent wanted to say, oh, you remember that? And you're just like, it's gone, right? Well, they are actually stored in the unconscious. And the unconscious, the unconscious um, is an interesting place because these memories and things that are stored in these events and these words that we have heard, things from the media, uh, as introjected inside of us. And that was Melanie Klein. She was kind of, she was a, a peer to Freud as well as Carl Jung. So Melanie worked with the children. She was the first psychoanalyst of children. And she talked about introjection. And we introject all this data, this information from the external, also in our home life. So the external, out of ourselves, the external into us. Mm-hmm. Right now, all this introjection. So when I think of that, I think, yeah, that's that stuff we see on Twitter, that stuff we see on Facebook, that stuff we see on the Instagram, the Snapchat, on t- Snapchat, on TikTok, all of it. Right, that's all the stuff on Telegraph, on Clubhouse, all of this stuff that people are feeding us. Right, we can't hold all that memory. It's getting pushed down. It's put inside of us. We're buying into what's on the outside. We're buying into our grandparents' uh, racist remarks. We're buying into our parents' homophobic homophobic remarks, right? Mm -hmm. This negative, all this stuff. Now, not only that, Lao, but they have feelings. They have, Mm. it's their sensations, Mm. you know? So think of the child that doesn't have words yet, right? And they can't under, they can only feel feelings. So if someone is looking at the TV, a two-year-old, two years watching the t- same TV, and that person says something really horrible and racist or a homophobic remark, and they're pointing out, look at him or look at her, they're this, they're that, that baby is only picking up the sensation, doesn't understand the words yet, right? Mm-hmm. And he's seeing the image, and he's looking at grandpa and grandpa's reacting a certain way that image. The grandpa's planting the seed of racism and bigotry into that child. Mm. It's interjected into that child, right? So when we, right, right, it's this date, right? So when you, nobody's you think- Nobody's born prejudiced. Nobody's born prejudiced. 
right? Mm-hmm. It is, it's you've turned into that by the external, by the people, the imagery, the media, all let's, of that. Let's, let's fast forward 35 years. The man say he's the, the, the baby that's watching grandpa act a fool, 35, 40 years. He or she is now in a management position. They are in a management position. Usually they've been hiring the same people that look like them, sound like them. Your example, went to the same university. Maybe they're just all white. Let's just do it, keep it easy. Then the black person comes in and suddenly they're, they're looking at their CV. They like the CV, but that black person walks into the room. This is the unconscious now trips you up. The unconscious bias because baby was listening and seeing the black person on the TV and grandpa going off and looking there. We've created a physical sensation. We've created a bodily reaction that is now 40 years later triggered. Remember, you don't have a key to the unconscious. It's the, it triggers. Does that person walk in the door looking just like that person that was on the TV when grandpa was saying, ah, la, 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 right? You see, see, and when people say, I didn't know how to unconscious bias. No, you got to get a deeper understanding, you know, a mm. deeper understanding. Your parents may not have said anything wrong. They could have reacted. Grandpa could have been the one reacting mm. and you were privy to it. Yeah. And every time that image of a person showed up, you heard grandpa yelling again. And so you put it in your unconscious that that is bad. Mm. That is not good. You see? So the unconscious bias had been implanted inside of us. Mm. And that's a powerful thing if you're in a management position where you have a power. And so how, like I said, the, the unconscious is good in that it stores stuff that we just couldn't manage to hold. It also stores stores things that you learned by rote. It stores, how do you count to a, a thousand? You just do it. How do you get in your car and you drive to the same grocery store you've been doing for 20 years because it's a habit. It's just physical, boom. That's the unconscious at work. It's just doing that stuff. So it saves us time. It has its utility. Yeah. But when it is, when you're in that kind of Daniel Kahneman, refer to the system one kind of a thinking where you're where you're just making real quick decisions take the little boy again who's mm. now making a decision in management position where everyone has looked like him sounds like him that has come through before but here comes the image that created a negative sensation inside of him he doesn't know why he doesn't think this guy is the right guy mm. right he's a nice guy no. he's good to his wife He's good yeah. to his kids or he's good mm-hmm. to his husband. He's, you know, but something has creeped in from the unconscious. Mm. And the unconscious says, I'm going to make a quick, quick snap decision. He doesn't have the education that we're looking for. And I just got a feeling, these are the language. I just got a feeling he's just not the right one. And he doesn't even know where it My comes gut. From. And he doesn't know. And it's my gut. Yeah. And see, this is why the unconscious bias training is very important. And if it's not trained, if you're not trained to think on a deeper level, then you will never understand. See, people say, oh, they go to a training and they realize they had some unconscious biases, but they didn't get anything out of it or they felt guilty. Mm. Well, I don't, I would say you didn't have great training. 
because yeah. I don't want you to leave feeling guilty. I want yeah. you to leave feeling like I'm a human being. I've got a history, a history that might have caused me to see the other in a certain type of way, mm. right? And you know what? Now that I'm aware of that, when it's time to be that same person, the same guy who's making the decisions, he's had some training, maybe he's, he's, he's um, compounded that with some good coaching around, around it as well, unconscious bias, be it not diversity, inclusion type of training, pro coaching program that we at Ezra do. <laughs> mm -hmm. But then when the next person that's, that comes into the room that triggers that childhood experience, he will slow down and he will question himself. Yeah. And he will say, hold on a minute. Let me make sure I'm present and I'm more deliberate with what I'm doing. And hopefully yeah. then he makes the right decision. You mm -hmm. can only transform mindsets when you start to transform your own mindset, right? Yeah. When you start becoming, excuse me, I hope this is not making noise. When you start becoming aware of, of your own shortcomings, can you help other people become aware of their own shortcomings? You know, and yeah. both of us as coaches, we know that to be the case. Because how many times have you had personal aha moments when you've been coaching people? Yes, yes, definitely. You've been getting, it's not only the client that gets something out of it. Sometimes you and yourself get a little bit of a aha yeah. moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you say something if of a company that wants to really kind of check their unconscious bias? What would be some good tools that they could implement or in their recruitment? I think what it is, I think what we have to think about is we, you know, in, in kind of the, the psychodynamic approach to coaching that I do, it's we're always thinking about the other, right? And I think it's about slowing down. And there's the system two kind of idea Daniel Kahneman talks about. It's the being deliberate, you mm. know, and I call it that being present and being deliberate in your, 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 um, your choices. When it's time yep. to come and make a choice, think about it. When it's time to do a, 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 a person's annual review or whatever, or biannual review on that individual that's from a diverse background, ask yourself, am I putting more uh, on them because I have an unconscious bias towards black people or towards women or what, or toward gay people, whatever the issue or disabled person, Am I, am, it, it's, it's making sure you're present, checking your own thinking. 